what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Hey y'all, as y'all heard in the intro, this is the Grace to Grow podcast, and I am Hannah, and guess what time it is? Okay, if you guessed 1058, you're correct. Um, <laughs> it's quite late, but I don't know. I just, I was in the mood to talk. And so now we're going to talk. And that's what's going to happen. I really don't have a plan or direction for this podcast. This one's kind of just a last minute decision that I made because I said, what the hey? I feel like talking and so I'm going to talk. Um, quite frankly, this was brought upon, this was brought about because... I was just sitting in my room watching YouTube, the usual, and I was like, man, I don't know, recently I've been feeling really bored, because I'm like, there's so many things to do, but then it's like, I don't want to do them, because I'm lazy, I don't, not lazy, I just am in one of those moods where I'm not feeling like doing anything, but then, because I feel like I don't have energy, but then, the reason why I don't have energy is because I'm staying up so late. And so it's just all things that just keep accumulating to these reasons why I end up being very minutely productive throughout the day and then incredibly energetic throughout the night. Um, So yeah, I really have, I have no clue where this is going to go at all, but we can still pray over it. That's a good thing. It's always good to pray, even in the moments where you don't know what's going to happen, especially in the moments where you don't know what's going to happen. It's important to pray. So we're going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here today um, and allowing us to see another beautiful day. We ask that you uh, just help this this to be whatever it needs to be. I don't know what it needs to be, but whatever it needs to be, you know. And so I just pray that whatever happens, happens, um, and that your will is done. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I have a lot of ideas running through my mind because it's one of those times where it's like, You have so, like, I'm in one of those periods right now of life where I have so much going on and I feel like that's all my mind is thinking about constantly is like, I have to do this, I have to do that, you know? I feel like to the point where, like, I'm not even present anymore because I'm so focused on the future and I'm not really liking it. I'm not really liking that I'm so focused on what's going to happen or what I need to do that I'm not even able to rest, like genuinely I'm struggling with resting, with laying down, with sleeping, with being still, spending quiet time with God. I'm struggling with that because whenever I know that I have things to do, that's all my mind fills with. It's like, because I'm very task oriented, I have a tendency to be very task oriented. So I completely forget I'm in a relationship with God and I'm just like, these tasks need to be done, I'm going to do them type of thing. And so, you know, a lot of tasks have already been done. Like, they have already been completed. I'm so thankful. For example, I took my uh, teacher certification test today. And praise the Lord, I passed it. I passed all sections of it. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, But then it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, as soon as you get one thing done, you're reminded of all the other things that you have to do. And so I feel like I'm at the point where I'm, only thinking about these things and then I feel like I'm just like I don't know I feel like I'm bothering everyone 
because <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. So that's all I'm talking about. So every conversation I'm having with my family or with, you know, my best friend, it feels like it's on the topic of me moving or me getting prepared for the school year or whatever, whatever. And I feel like also I'm getting a little bit in my head because sometimes I have a tendency to just get in my own head, especially when I'm tired. I have a tendency to like over dramatize things and really put myself in the main character position and be like, oh my gosh, like this is happening or this is happening. But like, and I, I like magnify, oh my gosh, this is so, this is so powerful, but I magnify the situation instead of magnifying God. And I saw this, I was listening to this worship, um, this video of this woman doing a live worship, worship session that Kamari sent me, which I'll, I'll link, but, um, she says in it, she says, that we magnify our problems. And I'm going to extend that. Not only do we magnify our problems, but we magnify our situations. And then instead of magnifying God, which is why there's those songs that's like, magnify the Lord with me. Because when you magnify God, you are literally purposefully, purposefully putting your focus on him. Using the magnifying glass to zoom in and focus on him. To pay attention to him and not your situations. And so... um, yeah, I feel like that's what I'm doing. It's just like magnifying my situations because it's stuff that needs to be done, but it's really not that deep. Like if I really take a step back and I look at like all of the things I have to do, let's just take a moment here to list them out, shall we? Um, it's really not going to, it's really not going to be that big. Like it's giving me very much like the main character of a show who's like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I'm never going to like, blah, 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 chill out, chill out for a second, five seconds, chill out for five seconds. Um, the biggest task items that I have to do, like I said, some of the stuff has already been done. You know, my entire bucket list has already been completed. Like everything that I set out to do this summer for my bucket list has been done. It has been done. Like that's a blessing. First of all, can we celebrate that? Can we celebrate the fact that I've put these things on my bucket list and I said this is what I want to do this summer this is what I want to commit to and I was able to do that and I was able to do more I was able to do even more activities and things like that with my friends and just have a grandiose time it was amazing um but like I said this list is not exhaustive all I have to do maybe I should make a list on my phone as I'm saying these things um but really all I have to do is not even that much I just have to finish packing my items so that means you know pulling out everything and out of my room packing them down into the boxes organizing the stuff that's already in the boxes and like reorganizing it better so that I can fit everything I need to fit inside of them um figuring out if I need more boxes to put everything in if not cool if so then I need to go get some um once I finish packing everything I have to up put all of the stuff in my car my mom's car and so figuring out who what stuff goes in whose car and packing that stuff the night before we leave um I also have to basically clean everything out of my room because my sister is going to be moving to my room so I have to all of my bookshelves and the stuff in my closet that I'm not taking with me I have to bring that to downstairs and I'm going to put that in the uh, dining room area and I think that's going to go in my brother's room in the in his closet but I'm not sure I think that's where it's going to go but 
I'm going to have to move all of that down there. So that's weird. Can I also just say, I have a bunch of journals. Like I have a bunch of journals that I've written in. And I don't know what stuff I've written in that. I really couldn't tell you. Like I have been writing in journals since like 2017. So it's about three years worth of just journal entry after journal entry. And I really don't know what's in those. And so it's like three drawers full of journals and I don't want to throw them away but I'm also a little bit scared to keep them because like I said I'm not taking these with me these are things that are going to stay here and so because what's the point of bringing all of those journals if I'm not going to use them and so I'm kind of scared because I'm like what if somebody just picks it up and starts reading it one day like (laughs) I don't know I couldn't tell you what's inside of those it's probably very immature I've read back through a couple of them and been like wow I was really out here stressing about this stuff and it really wasn't that deep but it's just like one of those things where it's like, I really don't know what's in that. And so, anywho. Um, but yeah, so I have to move all of that stuff out of my room and put that downstairs. Um, oh, I also have to take my bookshelf because I have a bookshelf in my room that I'm taking with me. So I don't know if I'm going to take that apart yet or if I'm going to keep it the way it is. But we'll see. Um, I have to update my budget because I have been spending a couple of things this week um I did have a couple of hangouts where I had to buy some some food you know at the hangout and so I need to put that in my budget make sure I I update my budget accordingly so I know how much money I have I need to buy my books for school um really for school I'm set though like I have all the supplies I need because I ended up getting two of these five subject notebooks and only using one of them last year so I have another journal I'm just carrying over to this year and then on top of that I have like I have um all of the supplies and stuff like that because my mom used to work right down from Walmart and so she would be popping in there like you know maybe a couple times a week just getting food or like snacks or whatever and every time she would pop over to Walmart like she would see you know the supplies especially when it got like at the beginning of the school year or like over the summer when it gets closer to the school year she would see all the supplies going on sale so she would just buy it buy it buy it like no regard of what we already have at home she just buy it <laughs> I'm like okay but she's like it's 25 cents literally 25 cents for a notebook we're getting it and so I'm like all right cool whatever so I ended up finding a lot of supplies that we already had and just taking that and putting that in my inventory and then I also have a lot of like I'm so excited because I have a lot of cool things for language arts. Like I have a bunch of teacher stuff that I'm like piling up for that. And then I have a bunch of teacher stuff that I have for my math. Like for I have like different little manipulatives and I have some little games that we had at the house that we that someone else gifted to us that I feel like relates to math. So I put that in there. It's like little dominoes. But instead of having dots, they have like fruits on them. So I think that's really helpful for, you know, kindergartners and all that stuff like that to develop number concepts. Um, And then I have just a bunch of other little stuff in there. I think it's really cool. I'm excited because it makes me feel like a teacher to have like a drawer full of math stuff or a drawer full of language arts stuff that I can like actually use to be hands on with the kids. So, yeah, I have all of that. So I need to go through and actually organize all of that. Um, And... I have a bunch of books that I'm bringing with me. It's actually quite like I need to probably revise the list. What happened was I I put uh, 
So I went through three drafts basically already. I was like, at first I was like, I'll just bring all my books with me. But I forgot that I have literally two whole bookshelves full of books. And it's not just regular books. It's like books that I read. So like my personal reading books, it's children's books that I've been collecting, you know, from thrift stores or my brother sent me some books for my birthday. So it's just books I've been collecting that are for children. And then I have all of my teaching books, which is like the books I've been buying for my courses because tip tip a tip to all of you when you get in your major buy the books that you have to have because in general ed it's just basic textbooks all that stuff like that just rent those you're not going to need those for future reference but when you get in your major you are going to frequently be referencing those books now unless the professor says you don't have to buy these books like you're not going to use it in the future that i wouldn't buy it but I have definitely been using all of my books that I started with out that I started with in the fall 2020. I have been using them in every semester I'm in, referencing back, using it to write papers, using it to inform my instruction in my lessons and all that stuff like that. So I'm definitely having to bring all of those with me. So I'm trying to figure out a way to like pack everything because I do have a lot of children's books. So my first round of drafts. I was like, okay, I cannot bring all of these books with me. So I went through and I was like, what books do I not need? And then what books do I need? So I said I was going to bring all the children's books, all of my teaching books. And then I went through my personal books and I like literally weeded them out. And so it's two rows worth of my personal books that I decided to leave here. And then when I was cleaning up today and I was going through it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of children's books. I'm not going to be able to find, I'm not going to be able to like pack all of these. And so I had to go through and I just went through and I was like, what would make sense for kindergarten? Since I know I'm teaching kindergarten, I was like, what would make sense for books that I could actually read or use with the kindergartners? So I went through and I weeded out some of the ones that had too many words or too many paragraphs. I went through, I read it out, weeded out ones I didn't really like that much to bring with me. And so I'm probably going to have to do another round of weeding out because it's still a lot of books. It's still a lot of books, if I'm being honest. But, you know, my thinking is I would rather have a surplus of books than not have enough books. Because what if there's a book that I have that one of my students really, really loves? That could be my gift to them. And by giving them that, I'm giving them the opportunity to really learn and read especially if they're a student who's not motivated to read like I would rather give up a book I have that I'm like oh you know it's not really that big of a deal for me than to sit there and watch a student struggle with reading you know what I mean so anywho that's the whole thing um so yeah I have to go through all of that and organize all of that but I'm really excited I really am um and what else is on my to-do list um so okay so for my photo album I've decided I'm not gonna write a letter for every one of the events that I do that I take pictures for some stuff I might just write on the back but I do need to print out pictures for that eventually I think I'm gonna wait until I get a couple more pictures in plus I need to check my bank account balance to see if I'm in the place that's set up to buy them because even though they're only 23 cents per photo that's still quite a bit and I know Kamari sent me like this app that I could use to it's like I think ten dollars a year and to buy like to get 85 um 
85 free photo prints and I think you just pay for shipping I don't know how it works I don't remember but I think you pay for shipping and handling but anywho I haven't looked into that so I probably should but I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be <laughs> if I'm gonna be like printing 85 pictures a year I mean a month but I guess it really doesn't matter because it's only like what like a dollar a month less than a dollar a month so that's really not that bad in comparison to 23 cents per page so I mean per photo printed so I probably will I probably will get that but um so yeah I have to print out the pictures for that and then well, I don't have to I can if I want to but I also put sticky notes on there to say which photos I want where because I know where my I know the photos I have in my photo album on my phone so I like have the sticky notes to say like oh this picture I want here this picture I want here and for some of them I wrote actual cards of like what happened and everything um, but then for some other ones I was like oh, I don't really feel like doing that I'll just write what I remember that was funny and I'll write that on the back of the pictures um and just some highlighted moments so I don't have to go through in extensive detail because some stuff is like what you can't really share what happened because it was just like you talking you know like when I went to brunch with the girls like we were mostly talking so like there were a couple things that I like distinctly remember like oh yeah this is what I want to write down this I want to write down that but it wasn't like I wasn't like oh I want to write down a whole letter you know like how I did for the picnic so anywho that's some another thing oh Another thing I have to do is wash all of the items that I have before I pack them. So I have to wash like my comforter and my sheets and my um, curtains, like all of that stuff I have to wash. I have a bunch of towels that need to be washed, dish towels, hand towels that have been sitting in my closet in a bin and they don't smell bad, but they just don't smell fresh. And so I want to wash them and... I have to pack all of my clothes, which I haven't done yet. Pack all of my shoes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what else? Have to, as far as like my apartment, I have to set up my renter's insurance, which is, you know, basically just insurance on my apartment. So if anything happens, if I, if any items get stolen or if the apartment burns down, you know, I have insurance, so I don't completely lose everything. Um, yeah, but like I said, it's stuff that needs to be done, but it's not that deep where it feels like, oh my gosh, you know? And I feel like my mind is thinking that it's like that because it's all in my head, you know? Like, even things like, preparing for the school year, printing off the syllabus, um, printing off these little teacher cheat sheets that I made, um, finding wall art for my wall. Like I have the photo frames, but I want to get the wall art. So I'm going to look online or finding things that I, you know, can use in the classroom on teacher pay teachers and all that stuff like that. Like, um, I'm trying to like wrap my mind around it. And I think before I was like, I haven't actually just made a list of everything that needs to be done. I've just been thinking about it in my head. And so then every time I get in a conversation, I'm just like, that's all I'm thinking about because that's all that's on my mind. And I feel like sometimes it's good to just like 
either talk to yourself or write it down so you can get it out of your system because I find that that worked for me and sometimes I get so in my head about everything and it's just like bro just like write it down or like talk about it or pray about it and just get that off your mind you know what I mean and so yeah that's pretty much all that needs to be done I have been doing a lot though slowly I've been throwing the things I need to bring with me out in the in the game room like a little where my mom works I've been just putting all the stuff behind her and then I've been trying to go through it and see like is this a necessity to bring or is this not (laughs) you know um yeah and then so that's pretty much as far as things to do things that are on my mind that's all that's there um but there have been some exciting things that have happened um I went this week with my friends to dinner on Monday um with my friends from high school and that was fun we had a good time everyone told me that they wanted me to teach their kids which I thought was so funny um because I forgot who it was but basically I think it was Jovan who started it and he was like asking us how many kids we want and all that stuff like that and he was saying like that he wanted me to teach his kids and Logan added in he was like yeah yeah and then I forgot either it was Becca or Elena who was like literally in shock like she was like oh my gosh I didn't even think about that I think it was Becca she was like I I didn't even think about that oh my goodness she she Hannah's gonna have to teach my kids too I thought that was so funny I was like the way she was so shocked of like (laughs) that she genuinely didn't think about that that was so funny to me but I told them I would happily teach their kids any day any day I was I was like acting out like what would happen in this scenario I was like I could just see myself saying to saying to Jovan y'all won't I I said no 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 I said I can I said I could just see myself texting our group chat saying y'all won't believe what Jovan's son did today um but it was so funny because then we got in a conversation about um our group chats called the gang you know like that one song I'm with the gang I'm with the fleet and so I titled our group chat the gang right and it was like they was like oh like what if we still have this group chat you know in the future I was like I hope we do (laughs) I hope we do because that would be so fun to me but no so yeah and then after that um I went to brunch with um Jasmine and Kamari and that was so fun I mean we were laughing we were um having a great time I mean it was so fun it's one of those things where you just know when you're with your soul sisters it just it fills you up you know what I'm saying you feel good and so I did feel really good talking to them and laughing and just having the conversations we was having because it was real it was real conversations but it was it was needing to have it was needing to have been said you know um and we just we talked about a lot of things which I thought was which I thought was cool um and so yeah and I mean it's just one of those things now where I feel like I'm in a transition period you know I feel like I've accomplished everything that needed to be accomplished for this summer and now I'm waiting on the next step to happen and it just feels like the next step is taking forever when really it's not taking that long like 
really it's not taking that long but it just feels like it's taking forever because you just want to jump in immediately but God is trying to remind me like girl you need to rest you need to rest he keeps reminding me rest and I just have not been doing that I'm literally not doing that right now what God is telling me to rest I'm not doing right now because I'm up talking (laughs) because when you think about it it's like oh my goodness like I don't know I just feel like sometimes I get so much energy about thinking of of like trying to prepare that I end up ready or not really ready, but willing to jump ahead into the next season prematurely. And so God has just been having to remind me, Hannah, be still, let go, let go, (laughs) let go. And, you know, that's something I have to keep working on. But I am doing a lot better than I used to do. So I can say that much right now. I can say that much right now. I am doing a lot better than I used to. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. So, you know, um, that's good. But it is still a daily decision to have to let go and let God. Um, But my plan is for tomorrow to be my Sabbath, to get up at whatever time I get up, to make sure my plants are watered and doing well, to potentially riding my bike that's another thing is I haven't been exercising or really going outside much and so the reason why my mind is still spinning is because I'm not really exercising right now and were I exercising I think I would experience a little bit different um I'd experience this a little bit differently like I don't think my mind would be thinking 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 still this late at night you know I've been finding it's hard to drift off to sleep and I won't fall asleep till like 10 or 11 um, when I'm laying in the bed at 7 and 8. You know what I'm saying? It's not adding up. Um, Or not really 7 and 8. It's more like 8 or 9. But I'm finding that it's hard for me to drift off. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm seeing myself drift back into It's not even like fully spiraling. It's just drifting back into the same pattern of wanting to be entertained wanting to laugh wanting to be filled up and I keep trying to find something to fill me up and it's like forgetting that God is the one that's filling me up you know what I'm saying and so I've been watching so much YouTube recently because I'm just trying to find something funny to latch on to to really laugh at and enjoy and feel filled up and the only reason why I'm not feeling filled up is because I'm trying to seek joy from Something that can't bring me joy. Something that's worldly. And it can bring happiness. It can bring laughs momentarily. But then I end up going from that that high to the next high to the next high. Trying to find the next thing that'll make me laugh. Um, and so, yeah. It's one of those things where I just got to remember, Hannah, be still. Because you're not going to constantly be entertained. And sometimes we have to learn to just be okay with being still. And I need to practice that again and practice that some more so it becomes a, a fluent habit. But that's all a, all a part of the process of learning. It's all developmental, you know. It's something that I'm learning and I want to be more intentional about. That's not to excuse my lack of intentionality. But it is to say that, um, yeah, I just have to learn. have to learn how to do better. So that's my goal is for tomorrow is to intentionally be still. Um, but also hopefully get out and do, um, something active 
it doesn't have to be extensive or strenuous, but just a little something for the kids, you know, <laughs> just a little something for the kids so that I can be thoroughly tired. Because the thing is, is a lot of times my body will be tired, but my mind won't be, or my mind will be tired, but my body won't be. And so whenever there's that imbalance, it's like my I'm staying up. Because if my mind is tired, my mind is exhausted, but my body's still energized, I find a lot of times I fall into sin quicker that way or I fall into the same old habits quicker that way because my body's ready to move, ready to get up, ready to do something. And my mind is like, no, I'm tapped out. You know what I'm saying? So then I end up sitting over there watching YouTube because I want to do something, but then I know I can't physically, mentally think of nothing to do or have the energy to do mentally. So it's easy to watch something passively, you know, or I find myself the opposite way where physically I'm tired, but mentally I'm not. So then physically my body ready to go to sleep, but my mind is staying up thinking, 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 you know, and I'm finding that right now. My mind is tired, but my body's not. My mind is tired, but my body's not. And then some days, my body's tired, my mind is not. And some days, both of them ain't tired. I'm just not tired, you know? It's just one of those things where it's like, my body feel like I can keep going. My mind feel like I can keep going. And I know it's a false sense of energy. It's not true energy. Because anytime I do actually have to do something for real, I get exhausted but it's energy for like doing things that don't aren't really necessary. Like I had the energy to stay up and watch YouTube, but I won't have the energy to do nothing productive, you know. And so, anywho, y'all, y'all pray for me. <laughs> that's just that's real. That's real life. Um, yeah. So that's basically mostly everything that's on my mind. I really am not thinking about anything else. Um, well, I am. I'm thinking a lot about, and see, this is why I'm so grateful to have this space to share, because I feel like sometimes, I feel like I just, I feel like sometimes it's important to just have a space that you can fully express yourself in, um, and just kind of dump everything out and release. Like, I'm the type of person where I hate dumping everything out on people. So when people ask me how my day is going or when people ask me to describe what's going on in life, I really don't share everything. I really limit myself because I'm so conscious of how much I'm sharing and I don't want to overburden people with what I'm going through or to take the center stage in every conversation. And sometimes I do take the center stage in conversations, but and I say I'm not trying to, but I am. But sometimes I'm not, you know, and recently, especially with everything that's on my mind, I haven't wa been wanting to take the center stage, but there has been a lot of monumental things that have been happening in my life. And so my mind is just frequently on them. And it's like, you know, one of those things where I don't want to keep talking about it, but I find myself still talking about it because I haven't fully expressed it. And so it's just surface. It's, it's still like there. And so that's all I'm thinking about because I haven't fully fleshed it out, you know? And so like, you know, for example, taking the FTCE today, like that was huge for me taking that FTCE and 
passing all four sections and doing like basically being certified now that was huge you know but it's like I don't know like you just still think about it because you're still like processing it really is what it comes down to is processing and sometimes I find that verbal processing works best for me but I don't want to verbal process to other people because I want to give them the cliff note version so I don't overburden them with my verbal processing with my textbook version you know um which I think I need to get out of the habit of because if people open up the space for me to share then I should feel comfortable sharing of course within you know being conscious of how long I'm sharing but if that person is willing to listen then I should be comfortable releasing it all but it's just one of those things where you know I don't know I I feel like I keep saying it's just one of those things a lot recently and it's like It's giving me very much the research shows vibes. Um, anywho. Yeah, so I just feel like this is a good space to verbally process what's going on in my life without feeling like I'm over, overly talking about it. Because I am the type of person where if something's on my mind, that's all I talk about. Like, I really do. I just am. I go on and on and on for days, out, no, for days, no, hours. Um, just because that's, that's on my mind. And when something's on my mind, I can't shake it until it's resolved or until I see it come to completion. Um, and so another thing that has been really bugging me is this whole struggle with lust. Like, it's just so annoying because before I wasn't aware of it, I wasn't aware of how frequently I was gushing after guys how frequently I would attach myself emotionally to people and so now that I'm aware of it I'm irritated every time it happens because I'm aware now and the the thing is is once you become aware of it that doesn't mean that you are now able to act differently it just means that you're in that first stage of being aware and so it's hard for me because I'm aware now and at certain points I am strong enough through Christ able enough to overcome it like when I'm at my places of being fully at peace with God and all that stuff like that I find myself being able to overcome that that tendency that that um wanting to just it, it Isaiah 3 if you've never read Isaiah 3 it's perfect to describe what I'm feeling it's the passages towards the end of the chapter when it's talking to the daughters of Zion I feel like he's talking directly to me because he said that you glare wantonly and that basically means lustfully or sexually like wanting to be with that person um and having intimacy with that person whether it be emotional intimacy or you know, sexual intimacy, like physical intimacy, whatever, but basically glaring wantonly at people. And so before I wasn't even aware of the fact of how much I had conditioned myself to think like that. Like I really conditioned myself to see like each person that I thought was attractive and be like, oh, wow, I want to be that, that person's girlfriend. Like I had trained myself to do that for so many years, so many years that now that I'm aware of it 
I'm thinking it's going to be a quick turnaround. I'm thinking, baby, I ain't going to struggle with this no more. You know, I'm aware now. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's still a daily struggle. And it's still one of those things where only when I have the peace of God in me, am I able to even have the ability to think differently. Like I still find myself literally thinking in the same mindset. And it's like, oh, I don't like that. And then another thing that scared me, well, it really scared me. I'm not scared of it, but it's more so something that came to my attention was the other day we were, I think we were going to brunch. It was when we were going to brunch on Tuesday. Um, and I, that was yesterday, <laughs> silly me. And I got dressed up and I thought that I looked so good. I really did. I really did. I really felt like no one could say nothing to me. <laughs> you could tell me nothing. You could not tell me nothing. I did my hair. I mean, it's in braids, but I still styled the braids. Um, bro, you couldn't tell me nothing on that day. And then I had an outfit that I had recently um, just bought. And it was basically like, you know, just a regular white shirt. Um, and then it was like these cute little beige pants and some white vans. It was cute. It was a cute outfit. Excuse me. And I have some pictures, you know, it was nice. It was nice. But I found myself after getting dressed, thinking in that same mindset that I used to think in when I was in high school. And basically what would happen would be in high school, I would get dressed. I would literally be thinking I was so cute. And I would be thinking that everyone was noticing me. Main character complex. It definitely was a main character complex. But I would think, oh my goodness, these people looking at me. I look so good right now. They can't take their eyes off of me. True thoughts, true thoughts. Y'all, I'm being real tonight. I don't know why I'm being so honest with y'all. But it's true, it's true, it's true. I was thinking these thoughts. I'm sure some of y'all probably thought some of these thoughts too. But really, that's true. And so I found myself doing that same thing, getting that same mindset of like, oh my gosh, I look so cute. Like having this thought of thinking like everyone's noticing me. And I was I feel like I wasn't even acting myself, like acting in the moment. I feel like I was a third person looking at myself saying oh do this or do that like move like this like I was just I don't even know how to describe it but I was looking from the top of myself if that makes sense (laughs) it's like I felt like I wasn't I wasn't in myself to enjoy the moment I was out of myself focusing on and being very conscious of the people around me how I look to them da 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 And so, yeah, I don't like that. And I want to change that. But the thing is, is that that's the difficulty with being aware is that you're not yet at the place of action. I think it follows in a sequence of developmental steps. I think it begins with awareness. You have to be aware of what you're doing wrong. And then it transcends to analysis where you begin or God begins revealing to you ways to analyze that behavior so being simply aware of what's going on doesn't help because how will you know the root cause how will you know what boundaries need to be set how will you know what needs to be changed if you don't then analyze what you've become aware of because anybody can be aware of it 
but analyzing it is the next step. And then I believe that action is the next step after that. And it reminds me of a doctor. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this. It reminds me of a doctor. The only way to get healed is for you to become aware of where your pain, where your pain is. Because when you walk into a doctor's office, the first thing they ask you is, so what's wrong? Now, they're not going to sit over there and look at you and tell you what's wrong with you. They don't know. You have to be the one. I have to be the one to understand and be aware of where my wounds are, where my hurt is, where my deficiencies are, what I need help in. That's what I need to be aware of. And then I need to let them know every single thing, what I've analyzed, every single thing that's wrong with what I, what I have. So, for example, if I have stomach pain, they're going to ask me, okay, so when did your stomach pain start? If I'm simply just aware of the fact that I have stomach pains, I'm not going to be able to answer that question. When did it start? How did it happen? What have I been eating? Those are things that are in the analysis part. So being aware is important. You need to be aware of your pain. That's the first step. But the second step is analyzing it. Because how will you know and how will the doctor know what to do? If you're not analyzing what that thing is that you're aware of, and then afterward they analyze what you've presented to them. They analyze it and they say, okay, so this is where your pain is. These are the symptoms. This is what you think is the root. This is what you've been eating. This is what you've been doing. Okay, then they take all of the pieces together and they analyze that and they put together a plan of action. And that's either a plan of action for them to do or a plan of action for you to do. Sometimes both. For example, a plan of action for them to do. They may say, hey, I want you to come back in for an x-ray. I'm going to get, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, that's a plan of action for them to do because they're going to be the ones to set up the appointment and help you, you know, know where the, whatever, whatever. Then, or they could have it where it's a plan of action for you to do. So they may say, hey, I want you to cut off glucose or whatever, gluten, whatever it is, and that should help your stomach feel better, whatever. That's a plan of action for you to do. Or it may be a combination of the two where they say, hey, I'm, I'm going to get these prescriptions for you. I'm going to have these prescriptions filled. And you have to take this every day. So not only are they acting, but also you're acting by taking that prescription every day or at the allotted time that it needs to be taken. And so, wow, that's so cool. Thank you, Lord. That's the only way to get healed is to become aware of your wounds and to take it to the only one who can understand your wounds. You have to be self-aware and you have to self-evaluate, self-analyze your situation so that you can present it before the throne of God, if you will. He's a doctor in the doctor room. And you have to present it before him so he can type it in his computer. I'm just joking. He already knows, so he don't have to type nothing in his computer. But then he comes in and he says, all right, this is the action we're going to take. Either you're going to take it, I'm going to take it, or both of us going to take it together. You know, and a lot of times it's the, the latter. Both of y'all taking it together. That's such a cool, such a cool analogy. Hmm. Well, well, with that being said, it is a struggle day by day, though, because you do see where you want to be. And you say, man, I wish I was there. Like, I wish I didn't think this. And I'm getting better. I really am. I'm getting a lot better. And it's one of those things where not me saying it's one of those things again. Ugh. <laughs> Y'all bear with me with these phrases. 
um like I I want to do a podcast on this too I don't know if I have the energy to do this tonight or like the mental ability to do this tonight but I want to do one one day just on like what goes on in my mind genuinely when situations like this arise like what happens and why does it happen I'm so fascinated by the fact that like my brain thinks like this I'm like why does it think like this I want to know I want to know um we'll see we'll see what happens I don't know y'all I don't know um but yeah that would be interesting um and also, it's one of those things where I have to continuously, continuously tell myself, girl, <laughs> literally my internal dialogue is, girl, stop thinking like that. Girl, do not do that. Like, cut that out. That's, that's not even what that means. Like, I remember, oof, okay, I don't know if I'm going to say this, but basically, I'm not going to mention any names, but like, I was hanging out with a group of friends um a while ago and one of my friends like he like grabbed me in a bear hug and kind of like lifted me off the ground as I was like I saw I was hugging everybody goodbye bye 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 you know and then I come over to him and I give him a hug and he like lifts me off of the ground gives me this huge bear hug and personally I love his hugs but he's never done that before it was so it caught me off guard because the entire time during this hangout with all of my friends like, I knew it would be a little bit of a struggling point for me because I have previously, like, thoughts, had thoughts before of, like, oh, like, I think I might like him or, you know, you know how you just get in one of those moods where you just want to crush on everyone that you see and it's like, bro, chill out. But um, I was in one of those moods previously and so then I had, I, I knew that I had that. So I said, you know, what, I'm going to come in here and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor this young man i'm going to value this young man i'm gonna love him i'm gonna respect him as my brother in christ i am purposefully choosing to be his friend because the best way that i can love him in this season is by being his friend him and i are both not in places for me to be able to like him like that like we both have our own individual struggles that we've actually brought to each other and talked about before and so it's like uh uh-uh like what makes you think that that would even work? And so I'm trying to remind myself that just because these feelings arise doesn't mean I have to give way to them, right? And so I just remember like going in and thinking that. And I was like, I felt like I was doing so well throughout the whole thing. Like genuinely, I was being a good friend and we all were laughing and stuff like that. Like it just felt very natural. And then at the end, this dude gives me a bear hug. Oh, my goodness. And next thing you know, all I'm doing is thinking about for the next couple of hours. Like, I'm thinking, why did he give me a hug like that? Why? Did-? It's like, the funniest thing is, he probably didn't even think about it. Like, when I think about my brother, as I've been watching my brother get older, he's now in his teen years. So I'm getting to see the mentality of guys kind of play through my brother. Not all guys. But some guys, I do start to see tendencies or connections to how some of my guy friends act and how my brother acts. And so I see them and I'm like, I have to remind myself like, Hannah, sometimes they're just random. Like sometimes my brother will barely give me a hug and sometimes he will be literally like snuggled up right next to me. And so 
I had to remind myself, like, girl, just because this dude gave you a hug that's kind of different than the hugs you've previously gotten doesn't mean anything. Like, I keep wanting to add stuff to the story. And God is like, bro, this is the script. Like, stop adding stuff to the script. Stop improving. Stop improving. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I got to I gotta show y'all the video. It's so funny. Um, well, I might not link it because I don't know if I can find it. No, I can find it. It's basically Tabitha Brown. Let me let me put this in my notes so I can remember. Tab and Nick video. Okay, so I was watching this video with Tabitha Brown and her brother Nick, and it's not her it's not her actual brother, but they describe it in the story. I mean, in the video, they describe like their relationship and all that stuff like that, and how they became um, really close friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, and one of the things they was talking about was because Nick is a director and Tab is an actor. And so Nick had given her the script and he and so and so Tab came in and she was performing the script, but she would add a bunch of ad libs or she would improv on it. And Nick came up to her and he was like, Tab, stop ad libbing because it's falling flat. It is not working. Stop doing that. And she was like, no, but it's funny. Like, I am I just have to add it because it's funny. He's like, no, stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's not working. And so she gets up back over and then she's still ad-libbing. And then he come back and he like, see, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. You got to stop that. You cannot add this. It's not working. And so that just makes me think of like me and God. Like, I be wanting to ad-lib. I be wanting to add my own twist to the story, my own little like section of the story of how this should go. And God is like, bro, just follow the script. Like, the script is here. Now, there may be moments where improv he will welcome my improv But he gave me a script for a reason. Because he knows how he wants it to be. He knows how he wants this movie to go. And so, why do I feel like my ad-libbing is adding to the story? Like, girl, go sit down somewhere trying to get your main character energy. Like, if you don't stop. And so, I'm finding that as... As I'm trying to add on to these situations, it's not even the situations themselves. Like, him giving me that hug was purely platonic. Like, there was nothing romantic about that. But then, my mind wants to go in, wants to pick up that script, wants to spin it my way so that I can make it romantic, make it seem like it's romantic. I'm just rewriting the script or I'm rearranging the script to fit my what I want I'm rearranging the script to fit my desires and it's like girl no you are not the main character you are not the director stop you are simply an actor on the stage let the Lord use you you know what I'm saying and so I just find that completely fascinating and I find that so humbling because it just makes me feel like get back in position type of mentality you know what I mean like you know, I feel like sometimes I, I just want to, like, jump out and just really, like, take control of my own life. And then have to remember, God is in control of my life. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself. I give myself away. And that's what William McDowell said. Yes, he did. And if y'all ain't never heard of that song, I'm going to link that as well. But he said, my life is not my own. Y'all, I think it's time for me to go. I done clicked the button that said, you know how you have the little dictation thing when you like type in the keypad and it's a dictation? I clicked that by accident.
And I didn't mean to click it, but I did. And so it cut me off. But as I was saying, William McDowell, um, my man came in and talked about my life is not my own. And it's not. It's not my own, you know. My life belongs to God. And so every time I come in here trying to, let me wrap this up. Every time I try to come in here and write my own script or rearrange the script, it never works out. Like Nick was telling Tabitha Brown, it falls flat every time it falls flat. And so I just got to learn to let go and let God be the director in the director room. And I'm going to just be the actor in the actor room. And that's all that's going to be. Um, what else is on my mind? I think that's pretty much it. I think for me recently, I have been replaying a lot of past stuff. And I feel like God is telling me it's time to move on. And he's telling me you've reflected enough. You've asked for forgiveness from the people that you need to ask for forgiveness from. You have done what needs to be done to reconcile with and to repent for your past. And now it's time to move on. And that's actually very emotional for me because it's hard for me to let things go when I know they could have been done better. I know my past could have been done better. I know the things I did could have been done better. I know that I could have been a better friend to people in my life. I know that I could have just done certain things in my life better. But what's unique about this is the fact that God has still extended grace. As much as I want to change and improve the things that I've done in my past, I can't. And quite frankly, I don't think it would have grown me into who I am today. And what who I am today is going to grow me into who I am tomorrow. And so, you know, I can't keep holding on to with such a tight grip the past. I really have to let that go and be like, that was then. I'm ready to move on now to what God has for me now. You know, um, I think I am a person who likes to right wrongs, who likes to make amends and who likes to maintain peace. And so, excuse me. And so. As I've had this year, essentially, through the pandemic, to reflect on life and to reflect on just what I've done these past years and and all that stuff like that. And as I've been growing in my understanding of myself and of God, I've really seen just how much of a sinner I am, seen how much wrongdoing I've done. And it hurts my heart because I hate I hate doing things wrong. I hate hurting people. I hate making mistakes because I'm like, it could have been done better. But the thing is, is could have, should have, would have, but I can't change it. And uh, that's still something I'm, I'm trying to learn to cope, cope with. It's the fact that I can't change the past, but it's like this one song by John P. Key and Kirk Franklin and Travis Green where they say but he says I'm not proud of the past but I'm proud of the fact wait how does it go how does it go oh he goes I'm not proud of the past but I'm proud of the fact that I am different now every part of me has been touched by Jesus oh Jesus has had a hold on me I said whoa 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 that song slaps um but yeah, so anywho, that's, that's still something I'm learning. It's just 
not replaying this in my mind, not replaying the fact that I keep messing up or replaying those moments when I do fall into the temptation of wanting to crush on someone or wanting to like someone or wanting to, you know, just do anything like just not beating myself up continuously when I still do fall into that because it's just like I said, it's developmental. I'm so on this developmental kick because it truly is developmental. Like if you think about it, I'm really only two years old in the faith. I really started pursuing God in 2019. Oh, no, 19 plus two is yeah, 20. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to do a little math there for a moment. Um, but I really am only two years in the faith, and that's not to excuse my actions. But it is to explain my action and to say and and to provide kind of an understanding, a context of why I am the way I am. And so it reminds me of like a child, like at two years old, their developmental stage is the fact that they're learning how to be potty trained. They're learning the language of wherever they're from, whether it's English or Spanish or Korean, whatever. They're learning the language. And it's one of those things. Let me stop saying that phrase. I need a new phrase, y'all. Um, <laughs> but it reminds me of myself and the fact that me, it's like I called it this because I was thinking about this as like a, a book title. But I'm going to just throw this out here. I'm going to just say this. Um it's not potty training, it's purity training. I'm training to be pure in Christ. And just like a child trains to use the potty correctly, I am learning to, I am training right now to be disciplined in my desires, to not let my desires run me, to have control over me, but to let God have control over my desires, to let God manage my desires and teach me how to manage my own desires. And so that's purity training, learning where to put my desires in the right place or to, you know, whatever, whatever, so that I'm not over here burning people or burning myself because I have this wildfire of a desire that can't be controlled. And so that's that, you know, and, and even as a child, when you learn how to potty train, first of all, potty training looks different for everyone. So everyone has different ways of being potty trained. Second of all, just because you're learning to be potty trained doesn't mean you still aren't going to have accidents. Doesn't Even as adults, people still be having accidents. People still be pooping on themselves. People still be peeing on themselves as adults. And so even when you do learn, it's still there still is going to be moments. Where you feel like you're going to pee your pants. And you have to run to the bathroom to go. Like there's still going to be moments in my purity walk with Christ. Where I'm going to feel like I have to pee my pants. And I'm going to have to run to Christ. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I hope that's a good analogy. I hate to keep talking about it. Potty training. Because it's like you know. It has to deal with like excrements. And I just I feel like sometimes that can be a little bit gross. But I feel like it gets my point across. Because that is a huge developmental milestone when you're in your early childhood years. And that's one of the biggest things, that and tying your shoe. And (laughs) I just feel like, 
That's where I am right now in my spiritual walk with God. I'm learning how to tie my shoes so I can run this race. I'm learning how to potty train or purity train, if you will. And also developmental language in early childhood years. That's the biggest time where you learn the language of where you're from. And I feel like right now I'm learning the language of God. I'm learning the language of the Holy Spirit. Not language in the sense of like, this is what God is saying. But more so language in the sense of like, I'm learning how to communicate with him. I'm learning how to understand his word better and what he's saying. And I can interpret his word and be like, oh, I know what that means. It's not just battling. And I'm able to speak better to him. I'm able to communicate better to him. It's not just me sitting over here babbling. You know, um, we're able to understand one another. Well, I'm able to understand him better. And he's able, actually, he's able to understand me better too. Well, he already understands me because he's omniscient. But if you get the analogy, you know what I'm saying? Anywho. Um, so, with that being said, those are all the thoughts that are currently running around my mind. Um, y'all pray for me as I'm about to move and, and do all of this stuff and that I just stay focused on what's truly important, which is being still in God and letting God guide my life. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, anywho, (laughs) that's it, y'all. I'm trying to drag this on because I feel like there's something else that I still want to talk about, but. I really don't know. I don't even know what to title this one. I feel like there were so many good points that was made. I didn't even plan this. And that's what happens sometimes when you just do stuff and you didn't even plan it. Like, you just do it just to do it. And sometimes I feel like I got a lot out of this. I feel like I'm I'm near about tired right now. I feel like I could sleep. <laughs> I got a lot off my heart. I got a lot off my mind. These are the things I have been thinking frequently. And, um... Yeah, I really don't know what else to say. I feel like there's something, though. I'm going to keep talking till I figure it out. I don't know, y'all. Maybe that is it, and I'm just dragging it on. And I'm thinking that there's something else, but there's not. <laughs> well, anywho. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat got a little bit dry there. Maybe that's God trying to tell me it's time to go. Um. <laughs> but yeah, y'all. Um, I hope y'all have a beautiful day, beautiful night. It's night for me. Well, actually, now it's day. It's 12 o'clock, so it's day. Um, yeah, I hope y'all have a beautiful day. Oh, I have one more point. And this is a question that I'm just going to leave as an open-ended response. I'm not going to try to answer this tonight, but I do want to throw this out there. We frequently say that God is working for us. We say, God is always working for us. But the real question is, when are we working for him? When are we working for him? Okay. <laughs> That's it, y'all. That's it. I feel like when I when I see that phrase, I always think of somebody saying it in like, I don't know, in like an accent. Like, like a Nigerian accent or something. Like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to offend anyone who has a genuine 
accent. I don't want to like make a mockery of it, but that's, I just want you to picture that in your own mind as you will. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it. Anywho, y'all, I hope y'all have a great, wonderful day. Um, grace and peace to everyone listening. And until next time, goodbye. Hasta luego. See you soon. Hasta mañana. Um, hasta pronto. That's all I know. Adios.